Hello listener, Nortz here. Welcome to episode 24 of Tiny Giant Jams. Uh, I'm aware in, in my head, because I can hear it, my, my sounds, my uh, voice that is, that I sound a bit poorly, don't I? And that's because, ladies and gentlemen, I have been poorly, but you'll be glad to hear I'm on the mend. Uh, I'm also uh, flying solo today with this introduction. Um, Kerry's not around um, to have our usual banter. Uh, she's currently busy researching a book on women called Susan. Um, famous women called Susan. No, she's not really. She's actually starting fires for Tiny Giant in, in all sorts of places. So, well, we wanted to get the podcast up and out um, on Friday. So I took the liberty of um, doing this for you. Now, uh, who are we talking to today? Well, it's actually uh, our technical director, Yes, it's a sort of homegrown gig. Uh, his name is Derek Amadzai. Um, but besides, you know, doing the tiny giant thing, he's also a man of many other hats. Is that even an expression? I'm not even sure. Uh, that's to say, he is the co-founder of crowdfunding platform FunSurfer, Bristol-based crowdfunding platform. And uh, we're going to talk about that, no doubt. He's also... Um, well, he's also just a man who knows tech very well. He's he's a he's a movie man. He's a Twitter bot geek. He's he's we call him Captain Fullstack, to be honest. Um, well, in my head we do. So uh, I say enough of this yakking. Let's hear what Derek's got to say for himself. How are you? I'm well, thank you. We're in, uh, where are we today, actually? We're quite high up, aren't we? On the fifth floor. Fifth floor, we're gazing out. We're in, um, we're in an accelerator, aren't we? Does it feel accelerated today? It does. A little bit, a little bit. Um, Yeah, so this is our uh, kind of base, as it were, in Bristol. So it's a NatWest accelerator. There's all sorts of interesting characters and startups and ideas buzzing around here, isn't there? Um, so I'm here with Derek today. Now, let's do it again. I, how many times have I said this to you? I've known you for how long now? Ten years, maybe? Yeah, since I started freelancing. Yeah, right. So, so I still struggle with this, right? Let's have a definitive. If anyone, like, tracks you down, stalks you after this <laughs> podcast, and they approach you and they say, Are you Derek... Uh, I'm, you know what I'm asking for your surname, an exact pronunciation. Because I would say... Ahmadzai. No, Ahmadzai. Derek Ahmadzai. Oh, so what's the, what's the stress there? Ahmadzai. Ahmad, yes. Tribe of... Uh, Ahmads. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as I say, now, uh, for you, the listener, just to give you some context of our um, podcast, there's a sort of buzzing sound going on. Hopefully it won't ruin our play. We'll just have to do it again, Derek, if you do. Um, you are Tiny Giant's technical director. Yes. And all the facets that that uh, takes on board. All the web things and digital things. And well, you like a little day. De- you like to delve and poke yeah, around and. That's my life. You that's know. what I like to do. And at the end of the day, let's think about that. You're the man who brought the neural network into our world, didn't you? Well, weren't you looking at it before? Well, from a distance, from yeah. a safe distance, in the same way that, you know, bomb disposal experts <laughs> look at bombs. But now we get hands on, don't we? We cut the wires, yeah. we get in there. 
And I, you know, I have to credit you with that. Um, so, Helot, so you've been our technical director pretty much from the off, yeah, on our journey. Yes, since you started, really. But I think the thing we could talk about the stuff we do, but I'm, I'm assuming people might know if you don't go to the website or request a, a micro PDF or something. But I don't talk about that. You're not just about that. You're a man. You're, you're, you are. I'm going to say it. Uh, you're a bit of a serial entrepreneur, aren't you? Yeah. Um, so I don't be cagey about it. You, you know you are. You have. You do many. You have. You do many things, right? Like yeah. you say, I met you mm. um, in an agency world, and you were freelance. You were doing web stuff and all that kind of back endy. Can I use the word Drupal-y? If you want, yeah. Drupal-y, that would be wrong. All, but you know what I mean? All kinds of things. You're a full stack guy, aren't you? Yeah. So make websites, make apps, make digital things. So how long have you done that for? 20 years now. I started off in 1999 right. in uh, London in digital agencies like AMX. Yeah. And then I moved to Bristol. And then... So do you, you want to know all my, th all my things well, that just, I've done? No, we'll get a I think then, it's good for the audience to get a set. Yeah. So you migrated out of the smoke. You came to the southwest. Yeah. Okay. I was a bit busy there. I liked it. And then I came to Bristol yeah. and worked for Proctors for five years or so. Proctor and Stevenson, that is. Yeah. And then uh, went freelance, which I've been doing for 10 years now, making websites to start with. But now it's websites, Twitter bots, chat bots. So many apps, things. So many creative things avenues and, for you to investigate. And which, then, yeah. Which I would have thought would be a, uh, that's a dream come true, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's fun to do those things. Yeah. I've always got a lot of side projects on. That's what I'm examining saying. Examining new technologies and new things. They call you um, Mr. Side Project. And I also also co-founded a crowdfunding platform about five years ago too. How casual you toss casual. that in yeah. to the conversation. I was going to bring it in. Well, you're going to bring but it you've in. executed it so early. That's, that's my, so that's called Fundsurfer. And that was set up to help people raise money for creative, social and uh, business projects. Now hold on, Tyker. Yes. Don't get ahead of yourself, okay. right? I want to dwell a little bit All right. on Fun Surfer, right? So I remember. So there you were. Uh, let's do the maths. I could do the maths. Four or five years into your freelance thing, mm -hmm. going in here, like a, putting out a fire here, fixing something up here. And obviously, in the in the back of your mind, because obviously you have a, a co-founder with yes. Fun Surfer, you had this idea ruminating. Um, and I, I can recall, I think I can recall, I just said, no, you weren't there at all, <laughs> Norts, you're completely wrong, you silly old gimmer. I can recall your, uh, you did a launch event somewhere down. We did that in the engine shed. The engine yeah. shed, I remember that, right? So just give the sense of, of what was, when we get to the details, some mm -hmm. of the projects that are currently on there, because that's, that's kind of really cool, and the things you've done, but what was your inspiration to actually put it together and do it? Um, two things really. One was that I'd spent so many years building things for other people yeah. and they tended to be marketing things and they would live for maybe a year or two and then disappear. And I wanted to do something that was my own and that would last. You wanted and a sense of permanence. sense of permanence. But also the other thing was to uh, funnel money to good causes or to people who could do interesting things with it, interesting or good things. So social groups or making yeah, a film just, or, this, or this, yeah. this this adds to my uh to my take on on the time I've known it. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass you 
uh, on audio. Now. I'm Uh-oh. going embarrassed. Not nastily. That would be rude, wouldn't it? I'm going to say, Daryl, I put you in my top three nice guy list, right? I have a list. I have a list of top three nice guys, and you are in that top three, right? Yeah, yeah. I also have a list of like a hundred assholes, right? And you're most definitely as far away as that as possible, right? So like as you say there, you, you set this thing up as an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. thing to, 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 um, to give you a sense of permanence and authenticity about the job you're doing so it doesn't just fly away in the yeah. ephemeral nature of marketing. I think all those campaigns mm-hmm. and as we do, and you work on them, don't you? And then poof, they're gone. And even yeah. the ones that almost threatened to win awards. They're gone, aren't they? They're just gone. They have no sense of anything. No, even if they're really good, even if you've put a lot of hard work in, even if you're really proud of them, they disappear and you can't show anybody. I'll tell you a story, actually. I know we're talking about you, but I think it'd be interesting to get your take. So the other day, I was tidying our spare room, and I found the DMA uh, book mm-hmm. from the year that you know I was lucky enough to be involved in a Grand Prix winner. Right? So I haven't, I haven't looked at it for probably seven years, but it was there, wasn't it? I opened it and like obviously like you do, you go to the page and you read the submission yeah. and you see the pictures and I looked at it. I went <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Well, it's all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now is that just because time just and the world moves on, the technology we have at our fingertips, our experience Probably. I was underwhelmed. Yeah. I was underwhelmed. It's out of your system. If I'd have been now. a judge, yeah. I'd have gone, Hey. But hey, at the time, yeah. I suppose that's the way it goes, isn't it? That's the way it goes. But, yeah, so you say you, you made a conscious effort for Fundsurfer to fund, what was the term you Socially? Crea- social and creative and business projects. So that covers all kinds of things. And to start off, we, we help people raise money for at a school football team for football kits. Yeah. We help people raise money to put out a CD or to re- make short films. Um help people raise money for uh, kind of charity, um, ongoing funding. So we've done an awful lot of things, and I've forgotten quite a lot of them now. Um, lots of people making cool t-shirts. We can, cool put, it, we can put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> we can put it in the show notes. So if that's the case, so do you... Ha- I'm going to go for the other end, because yeah. nature. So when you have potential... I don't know if it's a funder or a fundee, right? When it comes, is there, you know, if not everything that people suggest can be funded, it's a process of you You can decide whether or not, it's not yeah. a random free-for-all. No, and it has to kind of fit. Yeah. It has to, it has to be fundable and it has to fit with what we do on So you give people advice and guidance about that. So yeah. Some people could turn up, it's like all things, people can have an idea that they buy into that they think is the best idea in the world. But really, it sucks. Yes. Right? You need a plan, but also you need to have enough people who you can call upon to fund it. Yeah. And we only do project-based things, not personal um, funding. So not for like vet bills. Stuff my shopping. Not for shopping. But if you're going to make a film or you're going to put on an event, those things are definitely fundable. Yeah. So in your, uh, in your what, five years now of yeah. Fun Surfer? Well, let's go. Let's go. What would you say? What project that's that sat on your platform would you say has given you? Let's call it the nicest tingle. That's a, a hard one. Maybe the cat cafe that opened in Bristol a few oh, years ago. I love the cat cafe. Have you been to the cat cafe? No, I haven't. Me? I will say I've been to a cat cafe yeah. in Tokyo because my son is like 
he lives for cats. He's a cat boy, right? I've put it on record there. He's a cat. He loves he loves his cats and that. So when we were there, and that seems to be the place in around Cebu or whatever it's called, cat cafe. They're everywhere. Every third building there's a cat cafe, <laughs> and we had some time there. And of course, we said, oh, actually, they're opening one in Bristol soon. Oh, we'll be there every week. Fine. Never been. Don't know go. why. It's I think it's because I can't really find nice. it. It's behind the back, the back of, of the Hippodrome. Yeah. yeah, I know, but you just don't walk down that street behind the back of the Hippodrome, do you? To be honest. So the Cat Cafe came oh, to you. That's a nice one. Um, I like the alliteration. The Cat Cafe yeah. came to you. So, uh, like, for example, let's just take, let's take that. I'm not, if we're allowed to. So, in terms of a funding need, things like numbers, because you're good with the numbers. Typically, what sort of size of project people. I think she wanted to raise about £20,000. So, a lot of cats. To Yes, do they live there? They this do. is going to become a podcast they live there. about the cat. Yeah. cat. They you, live, can, you can look through the window and you see. So them they are domestic, internal living cats. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you've been to the cat. I've cafe. been to the cafe a few times. It's quite, quite calming, isn't it? It is. That's why you go because it's relaxing. It's cats. Yeah. If you can't have cats at home, or if you're allergic, that's that's a high. That's if a, you can't have them because somebody. What a thrill seeker! If you're allergic, I'm going to the cat cafe and have a massive. Outbreak of illness. Um, okay, so that was the, that's the, any others that now I'll tell you, I will lead you to one because I know yeah. that uh, I remember you telling me about this was um, St. George's. Yeah, they wanted to raise money to. Oh, what, what is for those people in, say, I don't know, it's let's new, imagine someone in uh, Hello Listener in Mumbai. <laughs> get ready for this. It's a music venue in Bristol. Uh, quite an old and famous. Yes, yeah. yeah. Is it an old church? Uh, probably. It looks it's like it looks that way. Famous for its acoustics and is it? performance, yeah. And they wanted to extend the building, make it more accessible, have more space, and they raised money on Funsurfer and off Funsurfer. I saw Bernie um, Sanders in there. Bernie Sanders turned out cut these. Did, did entire talking and ran to the good. Didn't mention Donald Trump once, which I thought was a bit weird. But I must say the acoustics were lovely. <laughs> so they came to you. Yes. Um, wanting to raise, I can't remember off the top of my head how much. We'll put it in the show notes. And yeah, that was a successful campaign. And now they've got quite a, 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 a funky, swanky facade, haven't they? Yeah, it's very nice. Okay. We've also raised money for homeless charities in Bristol, uh, like St Mungo's. And you're going to get a lot of love on this podcast. This is this is going to prove. This, I've got the I've got the fuzzy tingles myself. <laughs> And at the moment, we're doing one for the Bristol Balloon Fiesta. They're the world money, famous. Raising money to fly a Darth Vader balloon, which Can has never not. flown. It was, it was made in Bristol by the famous balloon company. Cameron balloons. Cameron balloons, but it's never flown in Bristol. And so they want to show it at this year's Fiesta. No, I'm going to have August. to stop you there. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to have to go step back a bit. This about the, So Cameron balloons, world famous. I'm going to say they flew that balloon across the Atlantic. I'm sure they did. We'll put it in the show notes. But they did. First balloon across the Atlantic was a Cameron balloon. I remember that as a child. Um, they are, you know, that Fiesta come August time, isn't it, right? Sky is... Full of balloons. Crammed, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Um, actually, my uncle was victim of a hit-and-run balloon this once, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> uh, that's not true. It just seemed that way in a crowded sky balloons. So they've made a balloon. Yes. It's never been in the air. Well, yeah, it has. It's flown in other places, but oh, just right. not in Bristol. I was worried, because like, at some point when you make a balloon, there must be a sort of... Oh, they test. They 
they were inflated. Just it, sure. Very low yeah. off the ground. Like four I think four. there's a picture of them testing it at Ashton. You ever been in a balloon? No, I want to know. I've been in a balloon once. What's it like? Uh, it's quite, it's very peaceful. It's a bit like a yeah. cat cafe in the air without yeah. the cats, essentially. <laughs> and the coffee? But, it's very quiet up there because yeah. you know you go up and there's about eight of you and the guy pilots it. It was in, I think it wasn't in Bristol, it was in Buff. But where it all goes wrong, there is a downside to balloon <laughs> flights. Of course, you can't really, unless you're a particularly skilled pilot, know where you're going to land it. Land. And again, I'm not trying to offend anyone who's listening, but we took off in Bath. We landed in a school playing field in Trowbridge, and uh, at the start it was all beautiful and peaceful. Mm. It was a summer's night, balmy. When we landed, it was like a scene from Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> the cocks turned up. It was it was madness. I thought oh, I didn't really expect it to. And also, when you hit the ground, mm-hmm. oh, you've been dragged along. Yeah. It's like I didn't expect this. But so that's a great. So it would be a ginormous, Darth, a huge, enormous Darth Vader. Why wouldn't head. you find that? How's that a, going so far? It's going well. I think they're about twenty percent. Okay, so on their target. So if anyone's getting them, oh, I like the sound of this. I like the sound of fun surfers. So I guess, besides the fact that you've got a spiffingly good project that might appeal and engage with people who might shell you a couple of bob, and they get things back, don't they? There's they a little do. pyramid of, yeah. like, much like that. Of rewards. But also, I guess, if you are going to be someone who has a project, you've also got to have the commitment. Rather than just sitting on the platform, you've got to get people to the platform, haven't you? That's right. By hook or by crook. Yeah, so that's part of the job of running a project. You have to promote it and find backers and bring them to the page. I wonder if the balloon company would be... Uh, if I was them, yeah. which you know I'd do, I'd put a balloon in the sky with a big sign saying, Fundar Darth Vader So balloon. one balloon up. That's pretty meta, but that's what I'd do. That's but a good idea. Perhaps that's why I'm not in the balloon marketing <laughs> business, but I think that's quite good. They've probably got a balloon lying around, haven't they? That's like, you know... Bit of a lazy balloon. And a Sharpie, they could just write on it. There's a lot of Sharpies, you yeah. think. So that's fun surfing, yeah? Um, yeah. So let's 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 go forward, right? Let's put your other hat on, right? Obviously, I know you as a man... I see. I, I don't think you have a shed. Don't have a shed. You have an inordinate number of cabbage-like plants in your front garden. <laughs> I've seen them, but they're not cabbages. Don't really understand that. I don't that. know what they are. Some sort of brassica. I think, but anyway, right? We haven't got shed. I feel you like a shed guy, tinkering around. But I suppose you don't need. If you're making clever ass Twitter pots, you don't need a shed, do you? Yeah, I've got a big window, and I can. So, oh, okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know either. You've got a big window. What do you do with your big window? I look out the window. What and have, mo- and have moments of inspiration yeah, that lead you I to look go. At the, the sky and the hot air balloons. So, like, take our little world, right? Yeah. So we're doing our stuff, and we're kind of like dabbling out in. Obviously, creative eye at first, but you know we're so much more listeners. But um, all the kind of arenas we're in, and I mean, I, let's, I'll, I'll spell them out: from the creative AI, the voice skills, the bots, the AR, right? and even could build a website, couldn't we? Really, could. feels a bit boring in comparison. <laughs> but you could have a completely crazy website, wouldn't you? Um, which of those areas most fires you up? Do you think, or which, which do you enjoy doing? Which do you, where do you see the world? Well, I think just personal enjoyment for the, at the moment is uh, making little uh, throwaway Twitter bots, probably. Yeah. You think up a. When did this start? This happen? Oh, you could say making, when Twitter. I've been started. making Twitter bots for for years now, and there there's a very uh, there's a very good tool for making them called Cheat Bots Done Quick. So 
that does that, what that it does, says. That does quite a lot of the infrastructure stuff for you. So you can just have a have an idea, yeah. a funny joke, yeah. or not even that funny, and you can upload. Could really not even be a joke. No, and it, and then you can just set up something that will post over and over and over again. Mainly just entertaining myself, but other people sometimes like them too. Well, I see where you're going. So you don't go out thinking, right, this bot is going to be a stellar smash hit that's going to take the Twitter first by storm. No. You indulge yourself with your pleasures. And, just, and if it... It's part of it is just every day you've just got to do a bit of practice, like in Karate Kid. He does his wax on, wax off. So you've got to do a little bit of practice coding. And if you're going to do that every day, you may as well do something fun. Hey, well, just to prove the topicality of this, I noticed, talking of karate kids and, and round kicks, I see there's a new uh, ice bucket challenge, isn't there? Oh, is there? Yeah, it's kind of started. I think it's going to go. I think it is going to go. It's called the screw top challenge. <laughs> right? Oh, I think I've seen Jason Statham do that. What do call him? Jason, what? Mm, he'd yeah. have the same conversation I do with your surname. <laughs> Statham or Statham? I don't know. Ach, Mazai or Mazai. Yeah, I think that's what people are going to do now, isn't it? Kick bottles. I think that's he, going to be messy. I think his looks a bit fake, to be honest. Yeah. Obviously, someone's Anyway, right? Where were we? So those. So what would you say in your bot history mm-hmm. then? In your Twitter bot history? Because we don't tell you the which bot. Which is your finest bot so far? Is it live? Can my, we go to it now? My um, most useful and most popular one is one that plays every. It tells you every song that gets played on BBC Radio Six Music. Yeah, and that's probably called. I, at right now, six music, right, and that's at one point that got a million people listening. No, not what? listening. What? A million impressions <clears throat> in a month. In one hour, which is my biggest for a Twitter. In bot. a month, yeah. Most of my bots get maybe like wow, a thousand impressions a month. So that's that's the best. So you tapped into something to the Zeit, people to the like, Radio Six Zeit. Yes, they love that, that kind of thing, and people respond to it and say, "Nice song." Well, you know what, my other thought, so why did you not do all the other radio stations? I did Radio 1, but no one was interested in that one, really. Okay. Um, I like making film-related bots, so I've got one that tweets out the script of Robocop and one that tweets out the script of Die Hard. People like those, and the script of Ghostbusters. Okay, so I just need to find more scripts. They're really easy to do. Okay. And then I found one, this isn't one of mine, the other day, called Commando, one frame per second. And it just the movie. Yeah, it just it just tweets a picture. Is that Adolf Lundgren or an Arnold? That's Arnie. Yeah. Every every uh, second of the movie, it just uh, posts a picture, and it's quite what an enjoyable frame? way. Yeah. So at twenty five frames a second, that's going to take a long time. That's like a thousand years. Yeah. Okay. But you look at it, and it just reminds you. So I, I have I to like say, it. in the eighties canon of Hollywood mm. blockbuster, Commandos. I'm looking. I'm thinking. He's, is he a commando in it? He is. And he, he pretty kills a few people. Someone's done. It's not a druggy one, is it? No. South uh, America. His, his daughter, who is. Um, she's in Charmed, isn't she? As Phoebe Halliwell. I like the way gets I like kidnapped by, He gets kidnapped by. He's going through many podcasts. Kidnapped genres. by the guy who was in Mad Max, too. You're going to have to get. This is. I don't know that. People are going to be. Groping for their phones <laughs> to get an IMDb with all these references of people we cannot name. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And, and isn't he helped out by that guy who's in uh, Ghostbusters 7? Yeah, I think so. Mm, no, I don't know. Uh, There's lots of explanations. How far into it is that commando bot? Um, it's re- just restarted, so it's oh. in the first like. What, it's, 10, gone, 15 it's done minutes. one loop? Yeah, it? oh, it's gone, been going on. And how, for often years, do the things, how often does a frame get? 
tweeted maybe like 15 minutes or so. That's, that's like a year. Yeah. That's not it's fun just dipping and out. Slow call. Slow yeah. call movies. Okay. And what about, uh, you know, because like we're getting we're getting the tap up for these, these neural network things. You're, I mean, you're the guy who kind of got us into text-based neural networks. Let's, let's throw it out there. A little, what, should we do, what should we do next for a little bit of... Uh, don't what, give any big secrets. What can we generate what with could a we neural do? We network? We haven't thought of doing yet. Because I, I know you did say, and I'm, I'm not using this to lead you in, though I am. I'm, I've tried a bit myself at your behest. Is this, this notion of mashing things up in a data set is kind of... You get such bad results than so, if you just stick with a, you know. What have you? What did you try then? Well, all sorts of like I tried. I had to do about four times because it was all about the, the volume of data, but you know I'm quite keen. I like doing things with literature, so it was this thing about dystopian books and smiley books. So mm. I did. I did have a crack at um, Pride and Prejudice and Clockwork Orange. <laughs> but I had three goes because I yeah. the first time I did it, I did the entire books. And realised to my horror, it'd be about four days <laughs> to even like look yeah. at it one epoch. Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm, not the way. So then I sort of did it about a tenth of it, and that was. And I probably it was about, I reckon it's about a fifteenth. And it's yeah, it's interesting. Mm. But I was thinking like, like you said, you don't really have to just you don't have to mash two things, do you? As many as you like. Mm. But that's the thing. It's like it's it's a to me, mm-hmm. it's a. And, and Kerry says the same thing. To me, doing these things with a, a text-based neural network, certainly copy, gives you a, a great opportunity to just get inspired or get ideas that you would never have had because the combination of words, just you wouldn't ever think of them. Yeah, it's generating random content, isn't it? Mm. And like you say, that you wouldn't have thought to write. And it's remixing the source material that you put in. Mm. Yeah, in an inspiring way. Well, maybe, maybe we should do some browse. Can we do a web We should do some browser-based things. Should be, do you say, listener, if you'd like that, take the, the network and actually make it accessible on the browser so people can have a go themselves. Really, that's the way to do it, isn't it? I'd like, yeah, and then you could turn on Alice in Wonderland and turn on what's what would go around. Because in fact, you could like in the same way you could style transfer visually. Look, we're riffing, listeners. This is Jan. That's what we're doing. We're riffing. You could style transfer onto text, couldn't you? I'm sure, I'm sure I've seen that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know how good that is at the moment. Probably crap, but hey, <laughs> if you don't try it, you'll never know. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, look, we got plenty going, haven't we? Right? No doubt, as soon as we finish this in a moment, you'll be off doing a bot somewhere, probably. Probably. Yeah? Um, what's your bot? What's your bot? Um, I think I need to do something music-related now. Okay, because well, music is a... We were talking off my curly, weren't we? You were saying about, actually, what, what was it? You said two things. You, you're not a podcasty guy. You'll probably never listen to this, will you? Probably not. I'll, well, I'll listen to it song. ten times straight on the bounce, yeah. to be honest. Uh, so, yeah, film and music. Yeah, those are things that really help me unwind. Well, I listen to a lot of music when I'm working. Probably Radio 6. Like the sound of things. Radio 6. Um... Not synthwave, like kind of retro 80s stuff. I've got yeah. a nice YouTube playlist of that. Nice. <laughs> That's what get me through the day. You are like an automated, uh, an automated champ, aren't you? <laughs> automated. Right, I think, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's wrap up. You've had some fun, listener. You've heard about Derek. You've heard about Fun Surfer. What I will say, 
like I always say, is that there's plenty we can put in the notes underneath. So we'll point everybody to where they got to go. Because if someone's got a nice project that brings some joy and happiness into the world, We'd love they to need help. a bob. Yeah. You're the kiddies, aren't you? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's where we are. But in the meantime, let's sign out of here, right? And uh, let's go and build a bot, shall we? Let's go. See ya. Bye. Bye.